Welcome to the inaugural issue of Nerdables News and Notes, a fast and furious take on the week's big pop culture news and happenings. This week we discuss the global success of Iron Man 3, newly released teases of two upcoming films, the return of a street hero to his original home, and the second cancellation of a beloved sci-fi cartoon. My name is Chris, I'll be your host and moderator, and I am joined by producer-actor-writer Rich Rain. How you doing? And actor-writer-VO artist Travis Jones. Hello! Iron Man 3 is off to a somewhat decent start, opening in 27 foreign markets at number one, including the United Kingdom, Korea, Australia, and Mexico, and taking more than $195 million already. That haul eclipses a small movie some of you may have heard of called The Avengers, Hmm. which raked in just about $185 million last year in its global opening before it opened in the United States. Iron Man 3 was released on 113 IMAX theaters, which made up over $7 million of the total take, averaging out to $64,000 per IMAX screen, again besting last summer's The Avengers. Iron Man 3 opens in the United States on May 3rd. When you say decent start, you're being as sarcastic as humanly possible. Yes. Most of this Modest. is going to be sarcastic. Yes. <laughs> the 195 million beat Avengers, which blew away everything before it. People are basically calling this Avengers 2. This is without the United States box office. I can only imagine how the box office opening is going to be for this thing out in the United States. It's going to tank. Well, it's just, no one is looking forward to this movie. Nobody no one has it. said it was good. Early reviews Iron have Man said what? it's terrible. Robert Downey Jr. is boring. His career is over. I'm just jealous of all the other international markets that already got to see this thing. That is something we, we brought, so we were talking about this earlier, that especially with Marvel films, they seem to be released in foreign markets before the United States. It used to be the United States would release it first. Maybe it would open in the UK at the same mm-hmm. time. When it got to the point, I think it was like episode three for Star Wars, where they released it all over the world in the same day to combat piracy. But the last few big films, especially Marvel films, were released earlier in other countries. Right. Avengers I have a friend. I have a friend in Australia. She saw Avengers a week before I did. Right. Which was extremely disappointing. Mm-hmm. And she's probably already seen Iron Man three as well. And it just something odd. I don't know why it changed to that. I mean, I understood for private for piracy when they release it the same day, but this right. is obviously almost two weeks before the Different film opens. Different strategy. Well, but see, it used to be that the foreign market was not as good as the domestic market. With with movies, no matter how many screens it showed on throughout the world, it would not compare to what it would make in the United States. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now they're trying, at least Marvel and D, you know, I guess Marvel Disney, if you want to call it, are trying a different formula of let's release it worldwide and then release it to the United States so we can get that hype going and see what it does. I don't think they need the hype, though. And while a foreign market is important, no single foreign market is ever going to come close to the United States. Even China that has more people. And Iron Man 3 is specifically changed Mm -hmm. for China, Mm -hmm. right? which I'm sure will be on the DVD, the special Chinese version, the Chinese edit or whatever. Sure. Um, Can't wait but even it. then, with more, with a higher, uh, a bigger population in the United States, it still doesn't make anywhere near the amount of pure dollars. Maybe more people seeing it in China, sure. but because of the exchange rate, it doesn't make the same amount of money. But it's still, it's it feels like to me that there are some studios that are saying the United States, as a single entity, mm-hmm. is not going to lead the pack versus the world as a as well, a single. This entity is itself. actually a brilliant strategy what they're doing with this because they're lumping the entire rest of the world together. To generate a giant opening number. So when you hear 195 million opening weekend 
worldwide, people go, oh, my God, that's a lot of money you're bringing People in. also go, can I call up Kevin Feige of Marvel Studios and say, can I borrow a couple hundred dollars? How do we, well, there's yeah, that. but we're already seeing that trend of the, the world market is starting to dominate the United States market. I mean, not to put G.I. Joe in the same category as Avengers and Iron Man 3. I hope not. But, I, you know, G.I. Joe re- uh, Retaliation was postponed to work on the 3D to give it a more world you know market be marketable around the world because 3d seems to be more marketable in other countries than the united states so there seems to be more of a trend now that these movies hollywood movies are being made not only for the united states but now let's push it out to the world and then bring it back to our own country well the more disturbing trend with that is changing the content within the film to not offend other countries. You're looking at something like G.I. Joe, not called a real American hero. The very first movie right. featured an international cast. Captain America. Mm-hmm. Captain America really toned down the flag-bearing, you know, USA, USA sort of tone to it because they didn't want to release it in Europe and in Asia with with a film that was just like a USA-based film. Mm-hmm. Iron Man 3, it really, the trailers that I've seen, and I, I kind of have mixed reviews on the trailers, because, you know, and this goes back to, Chris, what you and I have always said, you know, going back to Iron Man 2, is they Hollywood seems to release too much in the trailers now. Nobody wants to go back to Iron Man 2. I know. No, but see, the best moment... I haven't seen a full trailer for Iron Man 3 yet. Really? But I have not, I've not seen a single full trailer. I'm I've, glad you have. And I wouldn't have seen Thor 2. I wouldn't have seen Thor 2 if it wasn't for, for this show. I watched it because it's... Spoiler it's alert, news. that's our next topic. Right. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't for that, it... it well, it's this, it's an idea that I've said a few times. The rise of cynicism in pop culture is directly related to teaser trailers because you see all the cool moments in a teaser trailer three months before you see the film. When you see the film and the credits roll, you look at it and go, I've already seen that. Right. I saw I, All your cool, cool moments are already given to you. They're already they're shown the to you three months. Yeah, and oh. so when you get to the end of the film, you're like – yeah, it was cool, but I already saw, saw you know Thor destroy happen. the gigantic creature, mm-hmm. and I saw the the shield, and I saw you know all the the cool things. Thor two trailer, we'll get into that in a second. You see Loki in the trailer. Oh right? yeah, and he closes the though, trailer. Though many of us probably knew that Tom Hiddleston was going to be in that. How film, could he not? Those in a mainstream audience that may not be as connected to that kind of news, that would have been a surprise to them. Instead. He'll show up in the trailer that I'm sure is going to run in front of Iron Man 3 next weekend. Oh, of course it is. It's going to be running in front of every major blockbuster this summer. Right, but I'm just saying you have every single fan now knows every single thing in a film except for the very, very end. And with most superhero films, most films in general, you know the good guys are going to win. You're not sitting there watching Avengers going, hmm, I wonder if the Chitauri will actually destroy all of New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they're going to take over the world. That would have been a cool ending. It is Joss Whedon and nobody's safe. This show will be tangential or tangential. Well, tangential. Ch- tangential. We had this argument the other day. We didn't did. We? We tangential. Did. Yeah. Tangential. Uh, as we mentioned before, uh, Thor 2 trailer hit the, the net this week. Uh, actually, two big trailers hit the net this week. Uh, first look at Marvel Studios' next week film, Thor 2 The Dark World. And the third trailer for Warner Brothers' Superman Man of Steel. Uh, Thor trailer seemed to take over a bit of the anticipation for Iron Man 3, as it was a humongous topic on Wednesday all over social media. And the Thor trailer came on the heels of the third trailer for Superman Man of Steel, released last Wednesday. Thor 2 opens November 8th, and Superman opens June 14th. And they're both going to be amazing. Yes. Thor, 
Thor I'm, is I'm Thor crossing, is my favorite. I'm crossing my fingers as hard as I can. Thor right is now. my favorite Phase One film. Sick. Interesting. It's my favorite one. I love that movie to death. I think it just hits all the right beats. It has, to me, it has the best emotional arc. I love Tom Hiddleston. He's. I'm amazing. sorry, Tom Hiddleston could be the best thing in that film and there's a oh my lot God. of good people in he that film so good. and the, the original movie is very good but tom hiddleston is one of those ones i could watch him read the phone book there, there's tom hiddleston seems to be he's he's thor avengers thor 2 more than likely avengers 2 i'm fine with line. that yep. i'm fine with that. i have no problem with that he is he's a great so thor. are you are you, it seems that he's going to be taking on more of a good guy role in thor 2 are, are you, you okay well okay that? hold on hold on now are we i mean let's let's talk about you know loki and thor as a whole sure i mean there is bouncing back and forth within the comic book storylines there are brothers there's well you thor is not an, not thor is is rarely portrayed as an outright villain as an evil villain you mean, you mean loki. loki loki sorry yes thor, thor is, is rarely portrayed as a villain, villain too thor is a villain. loki is rarely portrayed as an outright evil villain he's usually he's a god of mischief he, he does this because he gets line. bored yeah if he you plays read both a sides. lot of his it's just i'm bored with this i want something different and part of it all is also obviously ego takes a, a big spot he believes he should be king he believes he should be a ruler this is what makes him evil but at the same time you kind of look at it and say, you, you kind of understand his own mindset. So is he the most evil guy in the world? No. He's much more evil in Avengers than he is even in Thor. Because, I mean, when he he, he ends up murdering a whole bunch of people in, in Avengers. Agreed. Where Thor, except for the Destroyer, right. using the Destroyer, does yes. he actually kill anybody in Thor? Yes, he kills a Frost Giant. Uh, the frost giant i get they're enemies of asgard but i mean well, he, he, he does, does he, with that right but does he murder any asgardians and does he murder any humans directly not in thor that i can think yeah of. he sets about the destruction right and death he of kind others. of he kind of rolls the dice yeah it. rolls the dice yeah, and, but, or starts the, the drop of dominoes but he doesn't well you can kind of feel sorry for does he take out the guardian of the bridge idris alba no no he freezes him but he, he doesn't kill him Right. See again, he doesn't kill him. He right. incapacitates him. He does not kill Thor. He doesn't. He banishes him. Right. He Correct. doesn't kill. He doesn't kill Odin. No. And in fact, when the when well, Lofrey's going to or when uh, is it is it Lofrey's that's going to kill Odin? The, the the frost giant that's in yes. during the Odin sleep, he destroys him, and then it looks like he's going to kill himself. But obviously, he stopped right after that. But see, if you think about it, look at Loki though. He's been lied to by his father he's Odin. got a very emotional arc yeah. in that movie you know he grew up thinking he was one thing and then he finds out later on he's another of course you're going to be you know revenge you want revenge you know and then you're also in the shadow of thor who is this petulant child of course you're going to rebel you know as soon as you get your chance so you know loki does have some reasons why he does what he does of course you know he does go overboard in avengers but so so uh, i guess man of steel took a backseat to thor too a little bit, yeah. But it, again, it was a full week before, so there, there was a lot of talk of Man of Steel. I remember when the, when the trailer came out, everyone was talking about it. Well, like I remember when the first trailers were coming out, and there were there were two options. There were two teaser trailers, and the one option you might see in a theater was the Kevin Costner dad version, and the other one was the uh, Russell Crowe Crow option. This one comes out. I start watching it. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm freaking out. And then I see Michael Shannon. I immediately had to close my browser. 
I immediately had to turn it off. Because then it was like, all right, no, I'm seeing everything. Oh, yeah. You see, I watched the first half of this trailer. I did the same thing. And I, I, I actually I – op- I, I started on YouTube. I opened another window so I wouldn't see it. So I could listen to it. You could just kinda listen know to what they were saying? What was going on. I saw the second trailer in front of Jurassic Park 3D on, okay. on the big screen. And right. I'm – in full disclosure, I'm not a Zack Snyder fan for the most part. Mm-hmm. I like 300. I Everything thought Watchmen, Watchmen was a, a not a great film. And Sucker Punch is one of the worst films ever. And he wrote it, so thank God he didn't write Superman, Man of Steel. But I, I had a lot of trepidation going towards this film. When I saw that second trailer on the big screen and that last shot where you see his boot just kind of crunched around as the soldiers right. move away from him, yep. and all of the voiceover beats are perfect. I got goosebumps. And the same thing. I'm like, I need this film to come out right now. Oh, yeah. I really need to see it. If only to wash away Superman Returns. I'm not a Zack Snyder fan, but... I did like Sucker Punch. I'm sorry. I did like it. I uh. thought I, I liked that sick, twisted, you know, asylum type film. Okay. But I wasn't excited about seeing Man of Steel at all. I thought it was going to be horrible. I thought it was going to be another Watchmen. I just, I was not excited until I saw this last trailer. And I watched the whole thing all the way through. And I didn't feel that it gave too much away, like a lot of the other trailers. I thought Thor 2 gave too much away. Well, it's not the giving away in terms of plot points. It gives away too many visuals. You see Krypton. You this see is his. One of the you big see problems. his rocket. Yeah. You see his. You see uh, Jor-el. You see Zod. You see Superman. Okay, let's, uh, in full by costume. the way, if you're listening right now, you've just had a million spoilers if you've been avoiding anything about Man of Steel. Well, no, we all know no, they're we, in it, but you know I'm just saying it, but you don't know the plot. Exactly. Points. The visuals exactly. of it are what we didn't want to and, see. And when you see Michael Shannon for the first time in this third trailer. Uh, spoiler alert again he's sitting like he's like standing grimacing ready to launch standing on like the the wing of a spaceship or plane in the middle of a battle and explosions i was like no no i don't need well, that it's exactly this the is way a problem you want Zod to be well it, of course yeah but we don't need to see that right now yeah. i don't need that right now see and that's the thing going back to the other trailers we're talking about is you see a lot of you get all the action shots you get all the big shots, kind of. If you're going to spend that much money on an action shot, you're going to show it to the audience as early as you can and get them pumped up about yeah, but it. But I that's the last shot you have. I know. I, I'm, I'm not agreeing you, with you. But then you lose that. Yeah, mm-hmm. then you lose see, the spark of that first you go sight. Back to, you can go back to episode one, you know, The Phantom Menace. Why when, are we going back to that? When Darth Maul walks through that door, they never should have shown that double lightsaber. They should have shown that, that saved that moment for the actual film. Because think about it. Which is my my story. If they didn't show that in the trailer at about 2.20 a.m. on the night that it was released, every fanboy would have crapped his pants when you saw that second lightsaber come out. That's true. But you already saw it. The coolest part, the coolest moment of that entire film in terms of just like that six-year-old get excited by just something visual. Something very cool. Was shown to you in January when the film was released in May. Uh, staying in the realm of superhero mass media, the blind man has found his found his way back home. On Wednesday, Marvel's president of production, Kevin Feige, announced during a press junket for Iron Man 3 that the rights for Daredevil have indeed reverted back to Marvel Disney after 20th Century Fox failed to begin production on a Daredevil project by an October 2012 deadline. Yay! Though yep. the deadline had long passed, this is the first official confirmation. Feige was speaking with website Newsarama and was asked if the rights to Daredevil were now back with Disney Marvel. Marvel Disney, whichever way you want to call it. 
to which he simply responded, yes. Yay. 20th Century Fox was in the process of starting up a new production last year, but hit multiple snags, the last of which involved Fox turning down a grim and gritty treatment from director Joe Carnahan. No word yet as to Marvel Disney's plans for future Daredevil projects, but the rumor mill spans the gamut from a cameo in Avengers 2 to a reboot standalone movie to possibly even a television series. Uh, just to leapfrog right off of that very last part, I could not think of a better vehicle for Daredevil than a TV show. Yes. I think a so. TV series would be brilliant. If you, if you had a procedural, because then you could really show both sides of Matt Murdock. Oh, yeah. my God. You could you go have, nuts with you. You, you have the law, law and order. Side. Yeah. You, know, you have, you have, basically, you have law and order. Take out the cops and replace it with Daredevil. Daredevil. And, you, you know, you go from Daredevil to Matt Murdock. That is, if, they, if, if S.H.I.E.L.D. takes off, which personally I think it won't make it past the season because it'll be too expensive, but whatever. If S.H.I.E.L.D. takes off and establishes a Marvel TV presence like Warner Brothers has had with Arrow mm-hmm. and uh, Smallville. Uh, Smallville. CW, that all that kind yeah, of stuff, CW. yeah. Then I think that's a great vehicle. And then that way you don't have to cast a big actor. You can cast a brand new guy. You have a cast. One of the best things of Daredevil in the classic runs, in Frank Miller's run and Bendis's run, is that supporting cast of characters. Are you going it's where his, I think you're going? I don't know. Where am I going? Heroes for Hire? Yeah, you could have that too. I mean, well, here's the if thing. you do a Daredevil TV show, you can start – doing heroes for hire you can bring but just in, the idea of I mean, his 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 supporting cast you can you can cast kingpin as the as the overarching villain yes. yep his supporting cast of uh his girlfriends girlfriends because matt murdoch is multiple. a player multiple um the bendis's entire run of outing daredevil matt Mur- matt murdoch as daredevil yeah that's an entire season or more oh you that that could go more it than just two I, I can see yeah if, I, I, that would be the greatest thing. You can bring Electra back into it yep. as uh, Kingpin's number one assassin or bodyguard or whatever. Up. Load and up exactly. Bullseye. Redo Bullseye. Load up you can Iron do Fist. Iron Fist. You can do Luke Cage. If, well, as see, long as those rights are still there. Last Comic-Con, Marvel mentioned that they wanted to do a lot more television. They mentioned Cloak and Dagger. They mentioned a possible Heroes for Hire. They mentioned, you know and things like that this is a perfect vehicle because obviously they're wanting to get into the television, the television world yeah this is a this is a perfect vehicle because you don't need to spend a lot of money like avengers or you know like iron man 3 or any of those to make this film or make this yeah, your sets series. are going to be the same sets you need a courthouse as apartment the kingpin's Couple office rooftops. yeah i mean yeah. if if arrow is a financially viable show then daredevil, then daredevil just as it, equally yeah. and, and you just have a character who has already had a movie so yeah. there is a, there's a, a presence there's a bigger mass consciousness with daredevil right yes you know he's not spider-man he's not batman he's not superman or the x-men but there are more quote-unquote laymen that know the character of daredevil they've Correct. seen it in well, some sure. form or another mainstream audience is aware that there is a daredevil character out there that is a superhero it, it's it's easier to slide that into the market and make that more, you know, easier for a audience to latch on to. And Matt's a malleable character too. You can cast somebody younger, you know, Very just do, do him and Foggy right out of law school, his first year. But yeah, you could do younger stuff. I mean, it's right it's at, oh, Frank Miller's Daredevil Man Without Fear, which is a, a, a wonderful series. Yeah, storyline. That's a great place to start with. Just oh. like if they if they ever did Batman as a TV series, you take year one, Batman's first year. It'd be a brilliant TV. So series, we just need yeah. to find well, another Adam West. If you do Daredevil, don't even do it like, you know, 
the CW teeny bopper thing, but no. really push it towards make it you know, Yeah, mid twenties. Well, and this to, is the thing. I, is there is there a possibility? And this is something for a different discussion. But is there a possibility to bridge the gap between shows like Justified, shows like American Horror Story? You know, the ones that are darker, the new Hannibal type stuff, where we know we can have much darker, dramatic, thematic storylines that are much more adult oriented and bridge that gap between the superhero for color and that dark dramatic series yeah i mean if, if you if you put them basically how many shows are the rogue cop or you know the vigilante or the guy who pushes the rules and pushes the boundaries or whatever and i know. think arrow's starting to head that direction yeah it, well, it, the arrow second half much of the darker, season much, well, much darker I mean, show the beginning of it he you know he was always he's murdering people you know he wasn't being well, he murders the, a lot of people yeah. uh yeah yeah there is no is apologies for his arrow. and then at the end it's of like, it these now, now it's become the big thing where it's like you murder a whole bunch of people i don't like you anymore well see that's like, just it he, he was murdering so many people at the beginning of the show and now then like, they oh, toned it down we, like, we need to address it yeah but I, but it was nice because like, it's like hi these are arrows. I think you can jump right into it. Yeah, I, you I know, don't the think first he... shot can be him putting the letters on the door of you know Nelson and Murdoch, right? And just go from there. Just launch into it. Yeah, yeah the yeah. costumes cheap. You know, you go costumes with the... extremely cheap. Yeah, effects are extremely cheap. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's you it's need a martial artists. Show, yeah. You're done. And more than likely, you're going to shoot this thing in Toronto or somewhere else. So you're going to have a city that's you know a cityscape that's always available to you. Yep, you're going to need. You know, a couple different little sets that are the house, like you said, the house, the, the log. So know. I'm thinking at this point, Marvel needs to call us. We'll show run it. Sure. We'll take care we'll of it for Yeah, just right there. Not a problem. Other than uh, staying in the realm of TV, on Monday, Comedy Central confirmed that the upcoming summer season of Futurama will indeed be its last again. Revived six years after its initial cancellation by Fox in 2003, Comedy Central has been airing original episodes since 2009. All of that comes to a close on September 4th after 140 episodes total between the two stints. Futurama won six Emmys in categories such as Outstanding Individual Achievement in Animation, Outstanding Animated Program, and Outstanding VoiceOver Performance. Creator Matt Groening has vowed to try and continue the series elsewhere, stating, quote, We would love to continue. We have many more stories to tell, unquote. Final season guests include Larry Bird, George Takai, Adam Weston, Burt Ward, and Dan Castanella, who is someone of import on Matt Groening's other mildly successful show. What would that? Oh, right. That, that other show would be what? Uh, oh, yeah. It's had like Family a, Guy. It's had like a season or two. A few. Just yeah. a couple. So uh, it's something like the longest running sitcom in history. This is sad. It's very sad, but at the same time, hey, congratulations to them for not only getting killed once – but making it to over the century mark in episodes, that's, true. that's an achievement in and of itself. It is sad to see it go, but... But as he said... Well, let me ask this. It's sad to see it go. Is anyone at this table actually watching it? Yes. yes. Oh, you guys are watching it. Okay. Yes. I, I watched the first half of the return season, and it just was not the same. It doesn't it feel like it's captured the same kind of imagination to and me, childlike and like I said, I've, it had. Full disclosure, I only watched the first half of that Sure. That return season and about halfway through it, the second half of that season was just sitting in the DVR for like three months. And I said, you know what? I'm never going to get to this. So mm. it just it, didn't have it. It, ha it, it. it didn't have that feel to me at first. But as they, the episodes have gone on more and more, they seem to have gotten back into that rhythm that they used to have. Yeah. You have uh, to get back on the bike and right. ride it again. But as, as they're saying. They're still this, very smart episodes. This may not be the end of it. 
it may show up on Xbox Live. It may show up on Netflix. Forget that. There you go. M- the, yeah. I think I think the biggest key right now, and and this is just me throwing out complete random hypotheticals. Netflix. Well, Netflix has not only started their own television shows now. Yes. And had rave reviews for House of Cards Amazing. with Kevin Spacey, and it's been unbelievably successful for them. And who in the award season wants to go up against Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright? Right. Then you have their other shows like Hemlock Grove, which isn't as getting as good reviews, but had even more viewership than House of Cards did. So they're only getting more popular. But now, what is it? Later Arrested this year, development. they're bringing, they're resurrecting Arrested Development. Yes. So if there's, I mean, if there's one place to say, hey, let's find a new well, home. Well, Amazon's doing the same thing. Amazon Prime is Amazon's starting, starting to do their own shows. It's Amazon Instant. Or Amazon Instant, yeah, whatever. They, but see, they haven't been getting those quality shows. They put out Zombieland, which is getting mixed reviews. Well, they're doing a pilot season so that right. fans will be able to choose which one. But it's the saying is they, they've promised to produce a television series. Correct. Netflix is producing television series. And the avenues for content is so different now than it was even just five years ago. The pool, the pool. The as long as so he can deeper. pay all of those actors, which may be an option, may be a, a problem. That might be some work to do because where, he can put it out somewhere. That's where it might show up on my, on Xbox Live because Xbox Live just announced last week that they will be putting a new Heroes season up. It's going to take place after what's been aired on NBC. It Which won't. was met with a collective why? Yeah, it will be a new cast. Ouch! It will be Ouch. a new Poor cast. Poor heroes. Ow! And a, Save a the cast. cheerleaders. Uh, but some of the original cast members maybe will be showing up on the new season. So we might get Xbox some Live. Hayden Panettiere and all those guys coming back. No, they all have jobs. They all. Oh, you you may get them for like poor an heroes. episode or so. Right. So cameos. They'll come right. in for cameos. Special guest <laughs> so star you, appearance. So Microsoft. Xbox Live is now showing that they want to get into that instant market. So Futurama may find a home there. These, yeah, this is these, the next wave. Yeah, that, they, that they really, want original content. Yeah. They want to drive people there because you can't get it anywhere else. Well, here's hoping Futurama finds another home. I will definitely. Are we talking Futurama. about Futurama? Yes. That's where we started. That's right. That's, that's where we started. Remember, we started a thousand years in the future. Speaking of stuff that doesn't nice. have commercials, uh, according to VGCharts.com, Injustice Gods Among Us, brand new video game, has already sold more than 500,000 units. That's right? correct. Well more than 500,000 units. Uh, 298,700 units for the Xbox 360, 244,705 units on the PS3, making it the number one console game in North America and Europe. I like this game. Do you now? I do. I played it last night for the first time. Which would have been what I guess Saturday if we're airing this on Monday, so I think yeah it was it's a great game. The only thing that I think is a letdown, and it seems to be a trend with video games nowadays. Okay. Is the story mode is short. You can beat the story mode in three hours, and then you're on to the versus. The story mode. Okay. You know, well, the problem with the story on. mode is that it's all story. Hold you fight on. for like ten seconds. But it's a fighting game. Let's let's yeah let's let's rewind for a second. You're complaining about a short story mode in a fighting game. You're correct. I'm sorry. I come from the school of there is no story Street mode. Fighter, where you turn on the game, press start, select your character, and fight around the world. Thank you. Um, 
So there's not really but much But it's billed as a story. There. That's the problem. Is it is billed as a story. Because when we see licensed fighting games like this, they always try to build it around a story rather than, I think, giving fans what they really want, which is here's 50 DC char- characters. Go, go for it. it. Attack. Yeah, here's your first 12. You have to beat the other 11 to to unlock the next five Ready or whatever. Ready fight. Yeah, and well, then see, give them a Mortal bunch Kombat of different levels and stuff like that. Mode, mode. What's that? And Mortal look Kombat at how unpopular it. Mortal Kombat got when it hit the story. Sure. Mode. After number three, not one of those games was as, as massively popular as the first ones because part of it was it's, you want to sit down, pick up the controller, and start punching somebody in the face. But see, if you also look or at ripping like, their spine out, according to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yes. If you look Finish. at Call of Duty, yeah. if you look at Halo, look at all those. Their story modes are so short now because they want you to get on to the multiplayer. Well, it's all about multiplayer, right. multiplayer, multiplayer, online, 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 multiplayer, multiplayer, multiplayer. And for someone like me who sucks at multiplayer online, having short story modes absolutely blows. Because what I want to do in the game, which is play a really good game, is over. Even as terrible as I am, I could still finish something like Call of Duty in, like, 10 12 hours right whereas you know anyone with that which with is any why, decent is like takes finishes in 90 minutes which is why we can thank the powers that be that there's still games you know you get into the rpg open world games and you can thank everybody for the fact that we still have stuff like skyrim or the grand theft auto games or the along those GTA lines 5 coming soon gta 5 um but you get those kinds of games where there's it's an open world you can but open you see the most popular the most popular games are the ones that have online content though. That's correct. Well, because we're in the minority, we and look, care I mean, about story. Injustice has online content, right? I mean, there's downloadable yes, characters there's downloadable. that are. Coming there is out. a lot of downloadable content, and I don't even want to get into the pre-order bonuses because I'll be here for three oh, hours yeah, complaining that's, about that's that. That's going to be ridiculous. Where if you pre-order from our location, you'll get this costume. Or if you pre-order from here, you'll get the Batmobile. Yeah. No. No, you that 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 whole pre-order bonus is killing mobile? me because you can literally pay to win a game now. Right. You can literally buy the end of the game, which the, is but, disgusting. But the other thing is that you know what, all that content is going to end up showing up on your downloadable. You know, whether you have PlayStation, or you have Xbox, it will show up eventually as a downloadable content. Yes, you'll probably have to pay for it, but it will end up being there. If you want Robin's, you know, 1960 costume, you're going to be able to get it eventually. Oh boy! Comic books. Shall we? Sure. We'll do them quick. Uh, we're going to do this as quick hits. World of Comic Books coming out of C2E2 in Chicago. Um, uh, news from Marvel. Uncanny Avengers. Upcoming arc focuses on four deaths in the form of resurrected characters like Banshee, Sentry, Grim Reaper, and Dokken. Dokken, for those of you that don't know, is Wolverine's son, who Wolverine put down a couple we- a couple years ago. What? It wasn't even a couple years ago. It was last... Months. Was it a year ago? It was, no, it wasn't even a year ago. Was it only a few months ago? Yeah, it, really it was, was probably it? around Comic Con. So that's what happens when you have when Marvel now reboots everything. You everything before it is now. Years Which ago. reboot is Which, that? Exactly. We could be wrong. You know, if we are wrong, please let us know. But I think I, it's been within the last year. No, we're never wrong. Don't let us know that we're wrong. Series writer Rick Remender quote: "They've taken four corpses and reanimated them, taking away the life seeds and giving them the death seeds." Unquote. What he's talking about is the seeds that he was using from his Age of Apocalypse storyline. So it's from, so it's a black hand. It's a black hand. No. No, no, it'll be better. Oh, it'll be better. Yeah. Did it, okay. Remender also says uh, at the same panel that he, a lot of what he's doing, harkens back to his uncanny X Force run with the Age of Apocalypse storyline, and the Great Darkness saga right after it, and the whole idea of life seeds and mm-hmm. and death seeds and that sort of thing. So. Interesting. 
Uh, so new... is there anything left of these characters, or are they just well? These shells? all all four characters except for Dokken, uh Banshee, Sentry, and Grim Reaper have been dead for a while. Banshee's been dead for years. Well, Sentry. Right. Sentry was uh, the end of Siege, which is right. Oh, yeah, three yeah, events right. ago. Yeah. Uh, They're bringing Sentry. Grim back. Reaper should be dead, right? Because it's Grim Reaper. It's Grim Reaper. Yeah. He's yeah. always he's dead. Expect him to be dead. Yeah. So I like the idea of of if you're going to bring the four horsemen back of using you know, known characters to kind of take each individual spot. Yeah. Interesting. Quick hit two. <laughs> Brian Michael really? Bendis' all-new X-Men incoming strife in the title as Mystique and Lady Mastermind work behind the scenes to build a group against the time-displaced original X-Men currently visiting the current X-Men. And uncanny X-Men Warren Worthington has joined Cyclops' group. But the real question moving forward is can Magneto be trusted with the team? Can Magneto be trusted with a team? Can Magneto ever be trusted with a team? Magneto's run the run yeah run the X Men I think three separate times. Not, I know right. Not only has he they run keep coming the back to him. Not only has he been has he run the X Men, but up until recently he has been kind of the consciousness of the X Men. He has been the the voice behind Cy- Cyclops's erratic behavior. You know, which I, I like the Magneto of old better than the, hey, let's take the bad guy and make him a good guy. You know, I, I want to see Magneto be Magneto. Well, Magneto was always interesting because he was such a complicated character because he always saw himself as the good guy, even in, in an age in which the villains saw themselves as villains. And yes, he had the, you know, brotherhood of evil mutants. But sure. Sure. when I first started reading X-Men in the late 80s, early 90s, Magneto was someone who again, could not be classified as the supremely evil villain. He was simply fighting for his people. Exactly. Now, fighting for his people sometimes reversed the poles, magnetic poles of the earth, and he killed millions of people in one shot, but he thought you that know, was the right thing to do. but everybody has. But he's, they've always made him very... Who, who, I mean, most villains don't think of themselves as evil. I'm just in, in a time in which comic books the villains thought themselves as villains they knew they were the villains bad guy. relished yeah. in the villainy of what they were doing yeah. they relished the, the red in skull villain guy. he revels in the idea that i'm, I'm going to murder dude. a whole bunch yes, of people they as long enjoy as that whereas magneto came from a source of i'm doing you what have, I have an to. ideal but my ideal is trying to protect my people trying to right. protect what i am you know he's saying i'm going to do what i have to do his the the oppression he faced his entire life has built him into sure. being which is a what villain. cyclops has become and magneto is uh, magneto has pulling the strings as well, no magneto's actually been a follower of psych for a while which has been one of the most interesting it's, uh, it's been a weird dynamics. dynamic um but as far as the new x-men this is basically an all-woman's you know x-men force right is it, I mean, brian wood's x-men will be an all-female all, an all all female force all-female yes. team which is good. Well, Woods X Men, uh, St. Pano, uh, he said that uh, a seventh as yet unseen cast member of the book will join by the end of the very first issue. X23. So there is, um, is somebody. You think it's 23? Uh, it's X23. I, I had Cup of Joe last year at, in Comic Con. You know, they mentioned that, you know, X23, her book got canceled. She's in, you know, she's been in Avengers Academy, she's been in Avengers Arena, but they wanted to do something more with her. And also it gives you a Wolverine character, you know, on another X-Men team. Which I hope just isn't they're just doing a hey, we need that we need that Wolverine mark. Like we're trying really there. hard to make X twenty three popular and it just isn't happening. So let's just keep trying to make X twenty three popular. 
How many I times do you have to cancel her? Own books? Teams. I, 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 still, I love the I love idea, the idea of Brian Wood writing it. Brian, oh, well, see, well, maybe Brian Wood will write DMZ. A good come on, anything. Yeah, he's writing Star Wars. The man can write anything. Most underrated writer in comics. Speaking of Wolverine, next announcement on the slate was a new story called Killable, starting in Wolverine number seven in August by the current team of Paul Cornell and Alan Davis. The story will reveal how Wolverine can be killed. When Sabretooth learns the secret, he gathers a cabal of killers to come after Logan. Quote, it's a dirty, great revenge story with Sabretooth and a number of the great X-Men villains who decide that because of something that's about to happen, Wolverine is about to become killable, leading to a kind of Western-style revenge story. Said Paul Cornell, quote, we're leading him to the shadow of the Valley of Death with Kitty Pride by his side, unquote. The panel promised that by the end of the story, Wolverine would be fundamentally changed, a story beat uh, that they said would be all over the national media. I've heard that before. There were a number of jokes on the panel about that alongside the idea that fans should sour writer Paul Cornell with love now as they're going to hate him when Killable wraps. Wow. So the unkillable Wolverine is now very, very killable. Do we really want to know how to kill Wolverine? I mean, it's one of those things like, do you, did you really it's want to know? It's depowering Superman. Once, yeah. once you had Wolverine survive a nuclear explosion and uh, come Yeah, back. what was it? He was, a, he, he was like literally cells. And he starts the cells was, start yeah, multiplying. And, uh, I think it was in Civil War. He was completely blown to atoms. He was completely nothing. And there was like nothing. one atom left, and he and it was like sitting on the metal skull, and yeah. the atoms started to multiply, and then all of a sudden flesh started to pop up. They they had it go there for the while with the, um, uh, oh, what's the name of the blade? All of a sudden, the 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 mystical sword that could kill him. All of a sudden, I can't remember. Mermosa blade, I believe. Mermosa. If whatever. you know which blade this is, you will get a nerdable's treat. We'll call it a nerdable's treat. Promise things you can't come through with. We have um, something ready anyway, for you. Anyway, one point, you can... Dawkins had actually melted the sword and made right. it into his third claw. And Wolverine takes the claws from him and hides them in a place where nobody knows where it nobody is. Nobody can find them. So they, they, they remove... Well, that's the thing. Them. Well, that may not be what it is. It, they, I have a feeling they're going to change... You know, the way that you could have killed Wolverine is you throw him into space. He still has to breathe. Correct. Just let him float through space for the rest of the Exactly. But other than that, I mean, it's just... It's a character that... When you make someone that powerful, it's John Burns depowering Superman. Correct. When you make a character that powerful, you you're watching him fight the villain and going, "Who cares?" It's taking the mask off of Boba Fett. Once you take the mask off, then he's no longer that mysterious, cool character. So let me ask you this: Do you think this has anything to do to coincide with the Wolverine film coming out this year, where in the first trailer, trailer, it's made very apparent. The first triller. I think they should be trillers. It's made very. Movie. It's made very clear that they're depowering Wolverine, yes. and he can be killed, and oh, his fall from grace of being unkillable, and then how he has to deal with this bad situation and come back. Well, it is it, again. Do you think they're trying to blend? Marvel's always about synergy, and they're going to continue to be about synergy. Except right? some, this one's technically not Marvel. It's they're not they know what's going on in the movie sure. i mean fox still is consulting marvel to oh, some yeah, degree yeah, so they do know what's going on synergy jason aaron continues his run on thor god of thunder by reuniting with former wolverine collaborator ron garney in a story called the accursed which will focus on the release of malekith ruler of the dark elves speaking of synergy synergy malekith has been announced as the villain in the upcoming thor 2 movie <gasps> synergy well there's definitely a lot of canon that's being taken from the comic books or from the movies and added to the comic books or vice versa. You're seeing that more and more with the Marvel Universe. You know, they, they are definitely trying to make a pull for, you know, where 
go see the movie, but also please read our book. And, and yeah, I get that, but not even so much that. It's it's you're seeing Marvel really taking the reins of let's build a cohesive universe across media. I think it's a cohesive universe across media. It's a sense of if you enjoy more than one of Marvel's media, because as much as there is an idea out there that a major film will drive fans into a comic book store, it's complete BS. It does not exist. That's true. It does not exist. It just that it's a fallacy. So what I think is the actual push is to take people who are already reading the comics, who you know are going to go see the film, and having that moment where you're like, hey, I just saw that guy on the big screen, and he's in my Thor book. This is awesome. Uh, DC Notes. Uh, DC admitted Static won't be joining the Teen Titans anytime soon. Bob Harris, DC editor-in-chief, did say something, quote, might be happening with Static relatively soon, unquote. Static Shock was one of the first titles canceled after the launch of the New 52, but interest in the back issues is actually on the rise. As the most recognizable character to come from the defunct Milestone universe, don't expect Static Shock to stay away for too much longer. I want to see a team up between Five and Static Shock. Uh, Harris gave also some reassurances that Renee Montoya's status in the New 52 would be addressed soon. Montoya took over the question, took over as the question in the pre-New 52 universe. Since that role is already taken by someone else entirely in the New 52, it's doubtful she'll be taking on that name again, although it's still a possibility. But she did have a pretty rich history in the DCU before that, so any well, any addition would be a welcome one. Did you guys have a problem with her as the question? Nope. No. I liked her as the question. No. Part of it was because 52 was actually a good series. Yeah. But she, but they wrote her well as a question. And well, she they wrote made her well before question. that, too. So she's she's a, she's an interesting character. There's a lot of characters that haven't shown up in the new 52, and it's sort of that thing where it's like, where's this character? Where's this character? Where's this character? Like, you yeah. have yeah. 80 years of DC content, you know, history. Not every character can get crammed into the first 24 Oh, no, you cram them in. No, you find a way. Oh, trust me, it, it, you, you have. Find if, a you've, way. if you've read right. any of it, trust me. It seems like the, this run of the new 52, I can't believe we're still calling it the new 52 at this point. But The old 52. <laughs> the 52, which isn't even the original 52 that was out. But anyway, I think we're starting to see some of those B, C, D characters, you know, starting to flow into it. And starting, they'll, they'll start to get their own and see what, you know, it's basically. Uh, they started a lot of titles with B, C, and D characters, that's too. True. That's but true. Hawk and like, Dove, Grifter, Voodoo. Even what else got canceled? Firestorm, Men of War. Um, uh, what else got canceled? Uh, even Batwing was out there. So many like titles. 52, uh, man. 52, man. We had to do 52 titles. 52. That is DC's publishing agenda. We come up with a number and then we meet it. And then we'll cancel <laughs> that's a, something. That's a brilliant we'll bring back way. Back, we'll bring back so we still Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play 52 titles, all right? What titles are they going to be, Dan? I got no idea, but we're just going to make 52 of them. We have 52 Earths. We're going to make 52 titles. So what, what do you got? What do you got? We want Men of War? You want Blue Beetle? How many times did we cancel Blue Beetle? 15 oh. times. Okay, let's keep going. Let's do it 16. Let's do it 17. Good. Let's do 18. Men of War let's do Frankenstein. Frankenstein got canceled oh, really was... early. Men of Speaking War. of B characters getting their own title, yes. uh, fans yes. of Orange Lantern Larflees should watch out for Green Lantern number 20. Apparently the Orange Lantern Oath will finally be revealed. Wait, Ooh. is he getting his own title? Larflees is getting his own title. Wow. He's getting his own title. He's getting – well, you have to get it because that's a part of Larflees' thing. You have to have it, all of it. <laughs> Did they Biggest learn? fan of Pokemon ever, Larflees. <laughs> Got to catch them all. 
Gotta catch him and keep Did him. they learn from the Red Lanterns not that they don't need Red this? Lanterns is still being published. I know, I don't understand that. And it will continue to be published because anything that had lanterns in the title was really hot. Now that Jeff Johns is losing, leaving the books, we'll see if that continues. Him leaving? No, well, no, he, no he's definitely Atlantis leaving. Everywhere. He's gone. He's already off the books. He's definitely leaving. We'll see what happens. How the will the lanterns universe. survive? They won't. How? <laughs> You're gonna How see, will the lanterns survive? You're going to see all of those extra titles just, just plummet to yeah, nothing. No, they'll be gone. Uh, quick independent series. Dark Horse will publish Wendy and Richard Peeney's ElfQuest starting later this year. Also picked up the license for new Halo comics. Halo used to be published by Marvel. Uh, Dark Horse is resurrecting Joff Darrow's Shaolin Cowboy, which if anybody has read looks really pretty, but I have no idea what the hell's going on with it. Uh, Shaolin Cowboy was originally published by Burly Man Entertainment, and they announced two new Hellboy projects, Hellboy the Midnight Circus and Itty Bitty Hellboy. They showed the image for Itty Bitty Hellboy. It's basically along the lines of the Marvel baby covers. It's just cute little yep. cartoons. DC Hellboy. Tiny Titans. Yeah. All that fun stuff. Oh, boy. Awesome. So we're oh, getting, boy. We're getting Muppet Baby-style Hellboy. I like it. I want to see Young Hellboy that. was great. The, the few short stories where they had Young Hellboy, once he's tasted, tasted the pancakes and he won't leave. Yes. Yeah, but that's... The reason Hellboy stayed on Earth. Pancakes. 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 That was it. Do you, do you have... Do, can pancakes. you argue with that? No. Just the name alone, Itty Bitty Hellboy. Come Itty on, Hellboy. this is great. It, here's the thing. If it's like those books where he was a kid, I'm all in. If it's like DC's Tiny Titans, I'm done. But see, Tiny Titans has its place. Tiny Titans isn't bad. It, it's just... Do you love Tiny Titans and you know it? it it's... I mean, it, I've been hiding it all these Travis, years. Travis writes I a letter. I love Tiny Titans. Travis writes a letter to DC every month asking for absolute editions of Tiny Titans. I want the absolute. I want the absolute book. Give me my hardcover. I need the the director's cut of Tiny Titans. Like I need you to add this person. I I I want to see a Tiny Titans Superman. I want to see a Tiny Titans Batman. Although Tiny Titans Batman might be pretty cool. Tiny Titans Batman. Let's move on to the next one, please. IDW, which has seemed to take the reins from Dark Horse as the main publisher of licensed titles, has picked up the license to the Jay Ward characters. If you don't know who Jay Ward is. Just listen to the name of the series. Mr. Peabody and Sherman and Rocky and Bullwinkle what? start getting published next year. IDW also announced they'll release deluxe hardcovers of Christian Gossett's The Red Star, the most popular comic you've never read, coming this fall. They're also bringing back Zombie War by Kevin Eastman, uh, Tom School and Eric Talbot in October. Original series was published by Fanico and Tundra back in 1993. And what I thought was a fairly big story. IDW's Lock and Key is not ending in the current Omega miniseries, but will wrap up in a two-parter called Alpha. Wow. Interesting. That's pretty big. It was a really small thing. Like, it's just stuck in the blurb for IDW. And By I looked the at way, it and I'm like, Lock and Key. Oh, yeah. By the way, remember that story, that, that this big giant series? story? Yeah, that big, big That we promised we it was going to end? You know that we, we convinced Joe it's Hill to over. keep writing it's it. It's not over yet. Look for the sequel, Lock and Key, Alpha, Omega, Epsilon, Gamma, <laughs> miniseries. As long as we year. can keep yeah. convincing them, we'll find new Greek letters. Did you ever read the Red Star? I did not. I have not. Red Star was this pretty, gorgeous, oversized comic from Image. I remember that looking at it, and it was became very a video beautiful. Game, looking. I think. Yes. Never did anything. I the right. Yeah. And then they became really hard to find because they went out of print. But. I don't know if I could tell you what the hell it was about. I know it was like very Russian influenced. IDW is really becoming the place for licensed material. Almost everything licensed seems to be going to yep. IDW. This used to be the way Dark Horse was, but now it's it's definitely IDW. That's cool. Fired. Email. 
Yeah, I mean, they just announced at WonderCon that they were having, uh, what? Uh, They're doing X-Files and a bunch of Cartoon Network shows, too. Yep. Unbelievable. Look I'm, at IDW I'm, go. Dude. I mean, and, Samurai yeah. Jack is a comic. I'm fine. You know what? Yeah. It's the only way you can continue it. I would love to bring that show back. Well, Gendy Tartakovsky said he's never going to do it because Mako is no Gendy, why? Because Gendy, he, why? he says he won't do it without Mako. But you know what? And I respect that. I actually, I totally respect that. Because I respect Mako, it too, except come on, it's Mako. I want to see if Sam, I want to see Jack get, I want to see him win. I know. Well, I want to see some resolution to the whole thing. That was, that was a great show. That was a best show. Great show. The silent episodes. <laughs> oh yeah. Just all, all visuals. The all, Scottish. It just the, just the ones, the one, the, uh, the tower where there's the three guards on the top of the tower. Just yeah. Everything, just tone. You get me right in the feels. So but there seems to be a trend with Cartoon Network shows ending before their time. Or you mean not... everything good on their show? Oh. Everything good. Just, oh. Oh. What are you talking about? Ben 10's still on there. I was just... I was. And I, Annoying Orange. I picked up... A, I was watching a little bit of Tiny Titans. I can't have Thundercats, but I have Annoying Orange. I know. Yeah. Uh, Thundercats. I don't have Tron, but I have Annoying Orange. Dude, talk Tron. about... Okay, okay. Yeah, we didn't even bring this up. Let's talk about the canning of... Of the everything uh, that was in my young DVR. justice young <laughs> justice and tron legacy getting canned every single animated program that was on a season pass on my dvr not named archer got canceled within like a six-month period <laughs> wasn't even that long it's disgusting it? Thunder, thundercats tron, disgusting. young justice uh avengers earth mightiest heroes mm-hmm. and wow one. which since we're on we mentioned it just now avengers assemble starts at the end of may awesome give me more young justice Wait, but see here's the thing Give Avengers, me more Tron Avengers Legacy. Assembled. They're saying Avengers Assemble is not a reboot of a new show. It's supposed to be somewhat of a, a of a mild continuation of Mightiest of Mightiest, Avengers? Mightiest Heroes. Interesting. It can't be if it's set in the same universe as Ultimate Spider-Man. That's what that was. The Doesn't question. work. I think that was the question you and Doesn't I work. had it after clashes. we left the panel. Well, on, because Power Comic-Con. Man and Iron Fist are completely different characters. Mm-hmm. Well, the last the last season of Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes has. Power Man and Iron Fist, and they're much, much older. Oh, than the, way older. Matter of fact, they the are. They're heroes of higher at that point. Well, yeah. So just for everybody But let's else, get back to Young there, Justice and Tron Legacy. everybody out there that is a fan of Nick's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'm sorry. That is in my season pass, so that would That's be canceled. That's in there. I, I still I like that show. That show's awesome. I started, as a matter of fact, I started watching Tr- uh, uh, Transformers Prime, uh, B-Sports, which isn't bad. You know, it, it's, it's a filler for right now. I got nothing for you. It, it, neither one of you watch it, but yeah, it's 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 not bad. You only you only like the Michael Bay movies, don't you? Oh my God, they're so good with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, speaking of which, it just came out this week that Ninja Turtles, the Michael Bay film, will be entitled Teenage Mutant Ninja entitled? Turtles. Entitled. It's so entitled. It that movie is so damn entitled. It will be titled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So they are going back with the whole idea that they are mutated turtles. Are you sure? Yep. Are you sure it's not aliens? Nope, there were too many people. Sure it's that, not aliens. There were too many people. Sure that it's not aliens. They're mutated aliens. They're turtles. mutated aliens. There they're we go. Mutated, they're the, turtles from another planet. The ooze is the, alien The ooze. compromise will the, be the, the ooze. The ooze is alien ooze. Yes. The original Eastman and Laird, the ooze is actually from the TCRI aliens, the Ultron. Right, but Ultron's he's going to find a way to make them aliens because they're just aliens. They're going to be Teenage Mutant Alien Turtles. They're going to transform. They're going to be Transformers. They're going to be Transformer Alien Mutant Ninja Turtles. Megan Fox will be April O'Neil. Teenage 
Ouch. Nope. Not once. Not one time. We're going to get used up Megan Fox as April O'Neil. I don't know. That's harsh. That. I'm sorry. That's harsh. That. That's You're wrong. a bad human being. I'm wrong. And on that note, what all do you I know is every time I call somebody Hitler, I go back to work for him right away. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. We should look into that. Don't you think at a point in which you call your boss Hitler, you're no longer working for that person? Generally speaking, yeah. you're fired. But Hollywood is weird. It depends. Is he Jewish or not? Oh, why are you? I know. I'm sorry. Once again, That's, no. I apologize. To Unacceptable. Unacceptable. You offended your co-host. It's okay. No, no one's going to listen to this, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's our intro. Nobody's going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should name the podcast. Nobody's going to listen to this. Nerdables. No one's going to listen to no, this. Just, no, just nobody's, nobody's going to listen to this. Nobody's going to listen to this. Don't, don't put it under a specific category. Just put it in general. Just in general. Nobody's going to listen to this. Wow. We get 5,000 views in the first day. <laughs> nice. What is this? Would that be kind of uh, ironically odd? No, it would be ironically awesome. <laughs> That's the time of the next podcast. Ironically awesome. Ironically awesome. <laughs> Episode two, or I'm sorry, issue two. Ironically you know many, awesome. Do you know how many titles we just gave out for podcasts? Uh-huh. Okay, I think Travis is done. So oh, I mean, no, no. I was just saying, uh-huh. what else we got? He, he was, what else he you got? He was doing the newscaster, you know, okay, I'm at the end. And that's the way it was. Uh, wow. No, seriously. No, seriously. Tron Legacy. That was a good show. That was a great show. That, that was, was amazing. Good, good show. The animation on that show was absolutely incredible. Amazing the animation. The animation the, great storyline. The, the, move, the movement music, in that show music was, was Music was... It was, was on par kinda, with the rest of Tron. No, well, they tried to make it like the... Whatchamacallit? I, I'm sorry. I apologize. I've been calling it Tron Legacy this entire time, which That's is the, the movie. movie. Tron Uprising was the yes. cartoon. So I apologize. Shame on me. But Tron iPod, Uprising was awesome. Tron Upri- iPod? Try, try, uh, Tron iPod was great. No, it, it wasn't. probably would have stayed on the air. <laughs> <laughs> what are the we doing John- today, Tron? We're going to download some sweet music. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Daft Taylor Punk Swift. is awesome. Uh, yeah, no, that show was really good. I don't think – I, I honestly, I don't think there's anyone that, that said the show wasn't. I mean, it, it was an amazing Then show. why did I, it get canned? Because – they, they didn't have so enough viewers. They didn't have enough viewers. No, they didn't have enough viewers. Well, no, Period. They needed more viewers. It all comes down to viewership. I remember seeing a, an article with uh, one of the lead producers on the show going like, we have something here. We have something really great. Everybody, it so tweet it. Talk about it. Watch it. Watch it. We need more people to watch it. Wait, wasn't it, the reason that Thundercats got canceled because they didn't have a toy line? No, but Bruce did, uh, <laughs> Paul Dini admitted that was the reason Green Lantern animated series got canceled. You're kidding me. Because nope. it, it didn't have I, a toy line. Emerald City, he insinuated that the the whole reason, the final nail in their coffin in was that, that coffin. the toy line had fizzled. And also insinuated that the reason Green Lantern the Animated Series toy line fizzled was because stores wouldn't buy it because it said Green Lantern on it, and they were still sitting on mounds of Green Lantern movie product. I can understand that. But speaking of toy lines, so let's just do it real quick since we're Beware there. of the cloud. Giant cloud. Giant baby face cloud. Giant baby face Iron cloud. Iron Man 3 toy line. Arr. What I'm sorry, what? Iron Man 3 toy line. What do you think? Travis Iron Man has, 3 toy Travis line? Travis has them all. <laughs> I have every single one of them. I have none of them. I, do Dude. you think there's anyone out there that has any of them? Besides anyone under the age of six. 1977 Star Wars articulation. Nice. Not five only point. not only is it the not only is it the five point articulation, but even the molding and the plastic, it doesn't look 
crisp. You know, it looks like it's faded armor. It doesn't look like it has the the real modern painting on them. You know, it, it just they look like they are a cheap knockoff dollar store type Ouch. figure. And it's really sad to say that you know you have this new movie coming out, and the figures look like they're from 1970. I'll just wait for Sideshow to give us a Sideshow's statue. got some amazing ones coming out. Yeah, Sideshow statues are great, but I don't want to spend $400 on that's going to sit on my <laughs> shelf. Sideshow has one that's the Hall of Armor, and they have the first five armors from the movie. And then it sits in front of a platform that you can put the new the armor new in the armor center on it. Yeah, it's amazing. Matter that's fact, not awesome Sideshow at all. just did a – and they may still have it going on. They just did a um, – on Facebook, they're doing a giveaway for the, uh, for the new Iron Man 3 armor. So it's the Tony Stark where you can put the armor on him. And it's a giveaway if you, you know. That's not going to take like six hours. <laughs> Each individual piece. Click, no, click, wait, click. what are you talking oh, about? Oh, he's got the extremis formula. All he's do is stand there and it'll go on him. I want them to build a working model of the way he puts on and off his armor in Avengers. Of the, with the platform? Yep, you just, have him, you just have him rolling through. You push a button. Yeah, and, and it just, just goes slowly through. Click, 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 click. That'll only be $5,000, sir. You think it would only be $5,000? <laughs> that's the, the beautiful, you know, Hot Toys put out, I mean, Sideshow put out some amazing, amazing, amazing figures. I can't afford any of it. So. You are slurping hey, the hell out of them right now. Do you? I know, I am, right? <laughs> totally. But, so you know what? You can do a monthly payment with them, too. I hey, put it on layaway. <laughs> I can't afford anything that Sideshow puts out. But Man, it's I so totally, giddy. But see, the problem is they're the only makers right now that's putting out that really good quality figure or figurine or statuette. I wouldn't call it a figurine. I'd call it, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. They're they're. If you can't afford to statues. buy like a dozen of them to have them fight each other, then it really isn't an actual. It's not worth thing. it, yeah. is it? <laughs> Me, need a troop building set. I want my my good three and three quarter Batman. Nice. That's all I want. Highly articulated three and three quarters. Which you you may have, but it'll Fight be in the it'll be in the injustice style or the injustice costume. Yeah, the injustice costume is horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry, the injustice costume. The is injustice terrible for him. Some of the others is not. They're not bad. The Flash was terrible. The Flash is pretty no, horrible. No, you're, you're talking about the alternate universe Flash. The, the, Both of the Flashes were terrible. The first one wasn't. Both the, of the Flashes were terrible. What do you think of uh, the uh, Both of the Green Flashes Arrow? Were terrible. That Green Arrow one sucks. The only reason I'll buy that two pack is because Deathstroke's in it. The Deathstroke's not bad. The Deathstroke is in the is the classic Deathstroke. They Deathstroke really looks it. good. Yeah, Raven's not bad. Um, Superman, it just it's a Superman's uh, bad. Superman did not look good. Um, Superman doesn't need armor. No, he doesn't. See, Yet the all the new fifty twos have armor. Every one of them had some form some form of armor on it. Because yes. they were designed by people who worked on nineteen nineties comic books. Just like everything in New 52 has armor because they were designed by guys who worked in the And 90s. the Wonder Woman did look like she came right out of the 90s version, didn't she? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. all 90s guys. DC wants to go back to the 90s. DC lives in I the 90s. I love the 90s. Isn't Sorry. That tra- that's trademark, right? <laughs> Rodney, uh, Rodney Bingerheimer on local K-Rock radio. <laughs> Again, no one's going to listen to this. And anyways, on that note, I think that wraps up the first episode really? of Nerdables. An, an hour and 43. An hour and 43. You got Why some not? editing yeah, to do something. <laughs> I don't know. You got some editing to do something. Give out the websites and then we'll walk out of here. Yeah, let's do that. Yes. Yeah, so you can follow us on at Facebook at Nerdables. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Nerdables Show. As well as go to YouTube page and find us under Nerdables. 
So there what you you're go. saying is Nerdables, Nerdables is the place to go. It's like candy, but it's candy for your nerd. Whatever. Hell Please edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> anyway, the views I think that's expressed up. by Rich wow. are not shared by those <laughs> in the rest of the podcast. So I'm Rich Rain. Anybody else? Travis Jones. And I'm I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Signing off. Oh my god.